Hey guys, this is Graham. Just before we get into this episode, um, I don't know which episode this is going to air in front of, but I just wanted to urge everyone right now, go out and see the movie X, directed by Ty West. It's in theaters exclusively right now. This is not an ad, by the way. I just saw it <laughs> and really, really liked it, and I really, really liked that an independent film got a wide release, t- a 2,600 screens in North America. That's amazing. It's an original film. It's not uh, based on any intellectual property. It's not a sequel. It's not a remake. It's not a reboot. It's great. Go see it in a theater. Hopefully with people, it's a fun time. I really enjoyed it and highly recommend it. So this is not an X-Men movie? No, it's not an X-Men movie. Okay. It's not X-Men Origins or whatever. <laughs> um, it's not a DMX biopic. Aww. No. It should have ended with X going to give it to you. And I also found out crazily this morning, actually, they actually have already shot a prequel to it that's going to be coming out in the theaters, hopefully soon. So please go out. This movie doesn't need to make a billion dollars at the box office, but it just needs to make money. So go out and see it. It's great. Okay, bye. It's time to watch a movie you never seen. There might be some ninjas or a crazy death machine. There'll be smiles and there'll be tears. You won't watch another movie for about 600 years. It's time for death. So this episode is going to be a little different. We're tackling, a, basically, we tried to watch Blood Feast 2 for the second time, and the DVD failed in the same place that our first DVD failed in it it's the cursed. second time. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever finally get through Blood Feast 2. So instead, we just decided to watch a movie out of my DVD collection, picked at random. We watched The Mighty Peking Man. It's Death by Video! Hello, I'm Phil. I'm Kit. And I'm Graham, saying welcome back to another episode of Merry Movie Mayhem. We are yet again diving into the the wilds of my, my DVD collection, and uh, this is uh, a very odd one, to say the least. Um, so guys, we're not going to do any of what we've watched, because we recorded that for a separate episode. We've done no re- research on this movie at all, but we all enjoyed it. Uh, it's yes. The Mighty Peking Man from 1970, uh, what? Seven, I think. Uh, 1977. It's also called Goliathon, apparently. Nice. This was actually released as part of Quentin Tarantino's Rolling Thunder uh, Pictures uh, sub-imprint of the now thankfully gone forever Miramax Studios. Oh, yeah. So it stars um, Evelyn Kraft, who was a Swiss businesswoman and former actress. She's best known for her roles in the films Lady Dracula, which we should look up, and The Mighty Peking Man. Oh, she passed away on January 13th, 2009. That's sad. Anyways, um, so Mighty Peking Man, if you've seen King Kong, you kind of know the plot, although it's 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 very different in certain uh, ways. So it begins where we, um, basically there are rumors of a giant ape-like creature in the Himalayas uh, that has been terrorizing villages, uh, which we think is in India, but we're not entirely sure. Uh, and there is a expedition from Hong Kong that's set out to, oh yeah, that trailer looks good. Although, isn't that Lucky Dracula? That's Lady, it's no, just it's funny a, fonts. Oh. Yeah, Lady, it's just a... Kit was showing me the, 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 the poster for Lady Dracula. So yeah, so the Mighty Pink King Man... 
Uh, it was produced by Shaw Brothers Studio, which was a nice thing to see open up. Um, guys, how do we... So I already set it up where there's like been some some appearances from the Mighty P. Kingman and a uh, expedition is set out from Hong Kong. But first, we need to get our hero, our man of action. His name is... Johnny. 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 Good old Johnny. Johnny on the spot. Who we first meet... Uh, well, it's drunk. like a... Yeah, this movie's just full of tropes. It's like uh, they're trying to figure out how to do the expedition. And uh, one of them's like, I know the man for the job. He's the only man who can do it. And then, of course, like a, just a, a flash cut to... Uh, Johnny, who's drunk in a bar, and he's already fallen asleep. That's our man. Mm-hmm. But why is he a drunk? Well, it turns out that he was going to get married a year ago, but unfortunately, his brother Charlie showed up, who, is, was, who, who works in TV, is what we've known. And he loves a joke, Charlie. Yeah. Charlie is just a funny guy who loves pulling jokes and japes. Yeah, and so he returns home one day to find his fiance. And returns then, home early. Of course, he's got flowers yeah. for his fiance. Boxed flowers. Yeah, boxed, boxed yeah, so roses. The, so they're fresh. But he can hear um, voices. And he goes into his bedroom to find his brother Charlie in bed with his fiance, and and she immediately starts crying. And his brother Charlie turns and like, "You don't understand. It meant nothing. It started as a joke. <laughs> it started as a joke. Like what kind of we joke? We were just having we're, fun. We're goofing around. We need like a Bee Gees needle drop now. Yeah, this is this is all just going to be a laugh. And so now Johnny is a horrible drunk, but he is recruited for <laughs> surprise. This, yeah. <laughs> But now he is recruited for this mission to go into the the Himalayas to try and find the mighty Peking man, which is weird because Peking is a place in China, from what I understand, not India, but it could be on the border. It's on, it's on the border. It's on the or the mountainous region, southern mm-hmm. southern China. I guess he comes from like a, I don't know. He's from the Himalayas, but he also makes an appearance in Peking. I don't know. Yeah, he's loosely based on the Yeti. Um, so they so they go there, and well, like, we see him at the start. Like mm-hmm. it's like there's a little set piece where he uh, there's some tribal village, and a Peking man shows up and causes a ruckus. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, that the tribal village is wiped out. So they get there, and this expedition right off the bat is a disaster. They, like, uh, come across a herd of stampeding elephants, which I, like... You called call, the stock elephants. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's an invasion of stock footage. Um, and they lose some people. <laughs> Those elephants really mess things up, yeah. though. They just, yeah, they just smashed everything and then ran away. And, and they're just shooting at the elephants yeah. and stuff. And there's some stock footage of an elephant, like, falling over. And I guess yeah. one guy shot him. They just got their pistols out and they're shooting this herd of elephants. Yeah, and then uh, they run into a, a tiger and we're like, oh, I guess that's stock footage. And then the tiger really interacts oh, no. yeah. <laughs> with a with a person and it was like, oh my god. It was, this is like Roar level terrifying. I was going to say flashbacks to Roar of like, oh my god, that's a real man fighting a real tiger and like at a certain point one of the other guys tries to get involved and you could tell it was definitely like, oh my god, this has gotten way out of control, but keep the cameras rolling. Well, the tiger's like getting its back legs involved and whenever you and see like, a cat do that and it's trying to gut you basically yeah, it's trying yeah. to stick its powerful legs into your your belly and yeah and then in the movie the cat bites the or the tiger bites off the guy's leg and then the leader of the expedition just shoots the guy in the face because he's like what he was in pain what was i supposed to do and everyone's like and they're literally holding like red cross boxes and all this like medical supplies to like save them yeah they've got these giant yeah. like uh, first aid boxes mm-hmm. that they're like uh like a uh, old water like old firemen they're just passing it along and then yeah. the whole troop and then 
Yeah, and also nope. we lo- uh, also neither. also in this attack, like some people like jump into to get safety, but instead they jump into quicksand and die. Oh yeah, there's random quicksand. The jungle is full of terrors. Yeah, and the expedition is very quickly not uh, having it. Yeah, I'd like to say this is almost like the Australian outback where everything will kill you, except this is the Himalayas. Um, but Johnny is like gung ho. He's, like, He's hey, like, hey, I got nothing to live for. We yeah. got to stick it out. But everybody else in the expedition, including the the leader. Well, uh, they they have some uh, some people, some guides who mm-hmm. maybe in blackface. So, but there are, <laughs> it's hard the thing to tell. is, the film was shot. Definitely, part of it was shot in India, and part of it was shot in Hong Kong. And for scenes that were shot in India, there tended to be real Indians. And then there are some scenes set in India, shot in Hong Kong, which features some very Chinese people wearing brown face they've just gotten out of the coal mine it looks like yeah not very not even good brown face at that which is makes me feel uncomfortable to say that well i i, I it's just yeah, one of those good brown face out of context yeah yeah it's, it's this is this is very very uncomfortable stuff yeah. moving on so they set up camp for the night and johnny's you know asleep and uh so the leader of this expedition let me look up his name because he returns and he's basically a, a a big old piece of poo throughout the entire entire uh i think it's uh ku feng is his name he I, plays I, lu tien yeah i think so yeah so lu uh, so lu tien is the bad guy or, well we don't know he's a bad guy yet but he basically gets up in the middle of the night and goes to the other like guides and it's just like hey let's just leave ku feng's been in uh, a lot of great um shaw brothers classics mm-hmm. including the flying guillotine and um uh, five deadly venoms yeah he's, he's got that face mm-hmm. yeah we should also point out Danny Lee plays Johnny Fang, who is the, the, the main character. He shows up in The Killing. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's got a lot of credits as well. Yeah, he was in Bruce Lee and I in 1975. He, he was in The Battle Wizard in 1977. Goliathon in 1977. That, that's the movie we're yes, discussing. Yes, Mighty yeah. Peking Man, yep. Let's see if he, what else he was in that I might know. He was in City on Fire in 1987. He was in The Killer in 1989, that classic. Um, and his last movie, according to... Wikipedia, so it's always true, was Fatal Move in 2008. Um, and um, and as we said, Evelyn Crafts plays Samantha, who we haven't met yet. So Johnny wakes up, and he's all alone in the jungle. And so he decides to continue on, and this is when we meet Samantha. So Samantha is a blonde uh, Caucasian woman who is swinging through the jungle. Like, like Tarzan. Like Tarzan. She's got a little loincloth and a little loin bikini. Yeah, and she a also... cloth bikini, I guess it's not a loin. And she, and she also <laughs> has a... Uh, how do I put it? She she basically has a full makeup set because she looks spe- spectacular in every scene she's in, even though she's been in living like, in the jungle. Like how Welch meets uh, Tarzan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and we find she, out... She looks very fetching mm-hmm. in this movie. And we find... She, she interacts because... Um, Johnny roams across the Mighty Peking Man, and the Mighty Peking Man, being, you know, the, the territorialist ape that he is, wants to crush him, and she waves him off. So apparently, uh, Mighty Peking Man has essentially raised Samantha from the time she was a child, and she is the we, only one that can communicate. We get this a little later, like, uh, she she takes uh, Johnny once, uh, a little later on, she yeah. takes him to the a plane wreck where Mama and Papa are, just these yeah. skeletons who are... Uh, Hanging in the plane, yeah. and we kind of see the backstory of a mm-hmm. uh, little girl being discovered by yeah. a Peking man. And- yeah, and and Johnny finds like her parents because um, they're trying to communicate, but Samantha can't communicate because she's been living in the jungle for twenty years. And he learns that her name is Samantha from like journal entries that her parents made in the in the in the flight. Um. So I want to talk about um, Evelyn Kraft, who played Samantha. She also appeared in, because she was from Switzerland, so she actually appeared in some um, 
some German stuff. She was in Einkaufer o Extor. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, this, in 1973, um, she was in Die Fabrikanten. Um, she was in Das. Oh, this is going to be rough. Um, Verrocktreist Otto der Welt, uh, which oh, is wow, that classic. Which is actually a movie I've seen. Oh, okay. What, I don't what is realize the it's title? the maddest car in the world. Okay, which is a 1975 West German comedy. Uh, so this is a series of films that I grew up watching. Somehow in Newfoundland, we got them at our local video store. They were uh, basically West German knockoffs of Herbie the Love Bug. <laughs> yeah, the, the they beat the Italians to it. I know, but the and the, the amazing thing is that there was a series. It's it's called Superbug. And I every time I find out, because like initially I thought I'd imagined this until I grew up and realized, oh my god, no, there was because I could I thought my. Are you still using Volkswagens? Yeah, because I thought I thought they were Italian, but then I couldn't find any Italian Herbie the Love Bug knockoffs, and then eventually I came across Superbug, which is this movie is a is one of the the maddest car in the world. So that's awesome. I, I didn't realize that she was in that. This is a great connection. I keep trying to find these movies, but they're hard to find. She was of course in Lady Dracula. She was in Arete Ton Charbidasi, which is a French comedy directed by Michael Gerhard from 1977. She did a lot of work in 70, from 72 to 70 to 81. That was basically her career, nine years of acting. Uh, her final film was in Tehran, uh, 43, which is a 1981 Soviet-French-Swiss co-production political thriller um, based around Operation Long Jump, the 1943 attempt by Nazi Germany to assassinate Winston Churchill, Joseph Stalin, and FDR all at the same time in the, in the Tehran uh, Conference of 1943, which actually kind of sounds like a great movie. I kind of watch want to watch it. Um, so yeah, so that was um, Evelyn Kraft as Samantha. So basically, now we're in a, in, a, in a world where this is kind of an idyllic setting where Johnny and Samantha fall in love. Well, it, not just yet. So there's yes. uh, the little bit where she she climbs up the tree. We see her climbing oh, right. skills. Mm-hmm. And she gets them some sort of uh, coconut things. I don't know. Some melons. That, that apparently just... tastes very bad. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny eats it. She's loving it. And mm-hmm. while she's eating it, this cobra comes out of nowhere and just bites her in the leg, yeah. right in the thigh. Mm-hmm. Johnny's got to suck it right out of her thigh. But we don't see it because this film, this film is, even though this film has like a... It's it's clearly setting up like it's a woman in a in a you know a leopard bikini running around the jungle. It's also kind of chased. Yeah, like you do see some nip slips, um, but not on purpose. Careful observers will will notice, but yeah, like Kit, yeah, and Mister Skin. <laughs> um, but anyways, so this movie does kind of have it's kind of family friendly in a way, even though it's full of blood and, and violence. Um, anyway, he does. Uh, he doesn't quite save her. He he sucks the poison out. He brings her to the but cave. But she's still weak. She's still weak. Mm-hmm. Um, we do notice that she has a lot of animal skin. She's adorned her her little cave with. Uh, yeah. I guess just her dead friends. Yeah. Um, or you know maybe some living ones. And well, the uh, the Peking man he shows up and he's been through this before. He knows exactly what to do mm-hmm. and he sprinkles the ground with leaves. Yeah. Uh, that are that are the antidote to the poison. Yes. Or for, to the venom, and. Um, Johnny nurses her back to health until she's good to go, and then they we get a love montage. Yeah, they share their first kiss, which she is well, totally confused by. Well, the tiger by. kills the snake. Oh yeah, we oh, forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, so there's some real animal cruelty where uh, uh, there's a cheetah, cheetah, yeah. and the cheetah kills the snake, and then now we get the love montage after he kissed her for the first time. <laughs> the cheetah wrestles with that snake for a little while. Yeah, right? it's it's kind of disturbing. Well, um, cheetahs eat snakes. What do you want? Yeah. It's nature. <laughs> Nature's cruel. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, they have now. 
Now we have a love uh, a love m- montage complete with '60s soundtrack. Yeah, like we got a pop well, song. '70s '70s pop yeah. song. And basically, it starts with Samantha spinning around with a cheetah on her shoulders. This is maybe about like five minutes into this montage when yeah. she's spinning the cheetah. Around. She is spinning the uh, clearly. I, it's a, I thought <laughs> I it was hope, a leopard. Yeah, and maybe it's a leopard. I always think maybe probably it's a, a spotted leopard. leopard spotted I think. something. Um, and yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. uh, let's hopefully tranquilized a little bit. I think it's tranquilized. It doesn't this, seem to be. It, it seems high out of its mind. We can tell it's a boy. Yeah, it's definitely a boy leopard. Yeah, and uh, she's swinging it around, and they're playing with the leopard, and like she's, she's like. like she's holding it up like you would like a house cat just like yeah, and swinging it like around with her arms under its arms and, and it's like oh, i don't want to be here yeah, anymore yeah the, and she's swinging it by its his arm yeah yeah the leopard clearly is like let me out of here these humans are weird i don't get it <laughs> they go for a swim and uh then they wind they see up the sunset there. yeah they're having a lovely and then time. they wind up back in the cave and that's when mighty p king man sees them you know canoodling in the cave and he gets angry she calms him down and it's at this point that they decide, hey, we got to go back to society. So Mighty, <laughs> Johnny really decides. Yeah. That. So Mighty Peking Man picks them up and walks them to, I guess, where would it be in India that's close to to the Himalayas? Well, it could be like Nepal, too. Like, I don't know exactly yeah. where they are. Uh, hard yeah. to say. The, the movie doesn't give you really any hints. Yeah, they didn't. The, but I know Nepalese people, and they don't really look like that. Or Nepali people, I should say. Uh, Nepalese is the language. Nepali is the um, is the the nationality. Um, Sorry, I'm just going to this. Wow, this is the, the Wikipedia description is very long. Oh, so so they they basically they get back to civilization and they run into the uh, Lutian, who I think is the the name of the bad guy, and he's like, "Great, we'll take him back on a ship." And so they and like it's odd because the first thing Johnny uh, does is not punch Lutian. Yeah, the in guy the who face. abandoned in, abandoned, abandoned him. There's into even the a, jungle. there's even a little scene after Johnny's abandoned in the jungle where they're like all like oh, lounging yeah. in the pool and like, like yeah, I guess he's dead. Yeah, there's no way he'll survive <laughs> in the jungle without us. Yeah, Johnny should have just socked him one right in the kisser. And um, so then they, they hop on, they go on the boat. And, of course, at this point we realized, oh, God, this is just like, this is going to be like a King Kong situation. They, chain, is, they yep. chain up the Mighty Peking Man very uncomfortably, like in a sitting position. So he can't even, like, lie down and relax. And the only reason he's going along with this, as we find out, is because Samantha asks him to. Yeah. And he's like, okay for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And it sucks. Yeah, and so this is where we see Lutian wearing his fun boy shirt for the first time. Yes, he, he is wearing a fun boy shirt. He's a fun boy. Um, yeah, this is like a proto Ed Hardy uh, fun yeah. boy shirt. Yeah, he's out for a good time, but unfortunately, he's on a boat full of dudes and Samantha. And so uh, Samantha and Johnny go back to their quarters, and Johnny's like, "Hey, we're going to be like, you know, walking around in public. Like, you got to wear some some people clothes." So he, he <laughs> See, gives her he gives her a dress. He gives her a dress. This like snakeskin, like pretty woman, like leather <laughs> with short shorts. Dress. Being like, "Yes, this is how." <laughs> and she promptly throws it out the window, which is it good is for not her. comfortable. She yeah. doesn't like it. We should also point out this is the first time that uh, Lucien just barges into the room trying to see her naked because um, he doesn't knock. And even Johnny's like, "Hey, don't you knock?" And he's like, ha, 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 "Sorry." Um, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even try to act embarrassed. Yeah, he tries to like, get a look. He's just like, yeah, you know, whatever. Um, so so they get back to Hong Kong. Well, no, first of all, there's a typhoon that interacts with the 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 ship. And the it, ship knocks it into a rock. And it gets stuck on the rock. And then so Samantha has to go out, freeze one of the arms of Mighty Peking Man. And, of course, Mighty Peking Man saves them by pushing them off of the rock. Because he's a nice guy. Because yeah. Peking Man just wants to help yeah, others. Yeah, he's like, oh, God, we're all going to die. I better do my part. 
And of course, they don't take this like, oh, maybe we should just release him and let him go free. No, they're like, no, let's bring him to Hong Kong and chain him up and make him like get towed around by Tonka trucks or something. Yeah, that's um, what they do. So they bring him to Hong Kong. And at this point, there's some melodrama. So they chain him up and they at the Hong Kong uh, arena. And then Johnny decides, hey, I'm going to go visit my brother at the TV station. <laughs> my freaking brother. Yeah. And so and he brings Samantha along because they're going to be interviewed about, you know, hey, we captured the Mighty Pig King Man. And it's at this point where, like, so they go into a studio where someone's doing a, a song and dance number. And I noticed that the cameras filming the song and dance number were doing a terrible job. They were moving all around, all over the place. Like, that wouldn't be usable footage. You were you were criticizing the cameras early on, too. You're yeah. like, there's no battery pack on that camera. Oh, there's yeah. no lens. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a scene where they use, like, a, a handheld 35-millimeter uh, camera. But, like, there, it wasn't connected to a battery pack, and there were no lenses attached to it's, it. Because these aren't, like, amateur filmmakers. They no. know what a camera would need. I guess yeah. they just think and that the, camera, the audience is not Here's the thing. Care. That camera is a good camera. I actually, like... Uh, there was a, a 16 millimeter version of it that came up uh, for sale in uh, Toronto, and I tried to get it, but but lost out to it. But it's just like it's a it's a it's a camera with a with a rotating three lens uh, adapt like connectors, and none of them had lenses on it. There were no there was no battery pack attached. It was not it was it couldn't have worked. Um, so, anyways, back to this movie or back to this part of the movie. Um, we get to we get to the TV studio. And suddenly Johnny is, like, uh, asked away. So Samantha stays and just sits. And it turns out that it's Johnny's ex fiance who has... Uh, the one who was yeah, uh, in bed who, with Charlie. Yeah, for all just a joke. That big joke. Yeah. And uh, I would have liked to see seen Charlie's original pitch. Like, don't worry. Johnny's going to think this is hilarious. So here's what we got to do. <laughs> and then somehow it winds up with them in bed together. I know my brother. He loves jokes. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hilarious. And so we get... Um, and so we get to... To Johnny and his ex fiance whose name I don't even remember. I can't, I can't remember. It's We're not, a, yeah, it's we a thing. Whatever. Um, um, she she's upset. She cries. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I, I never liked. Apparently, Charlie was uh, just doing it for mean fun. to her. Yeah, yeah. He only did it to mess with his brother, which is how cruel she is. And then she goes in to kiss him, and just as she kisses him, Samantha opens up the door. Of course, sees what happens and runs off, and Johnny can't find her. So at the same time this is going on, she's also she's running through Hong Kong. No one's paying her any mind. Yeah, because she's this, still wearing her loincloth. <laughs> this blonde woman yeah. in her loincloth. Yeah, barefoot. Yeah, exactly. Just you know, tourist out on the town. <laughs> um, and so we get, and so we get uh, now at the Hong Kong arena. Benny Peking Man is like chained up, and the whole thing is like they're trying to see <clears throat> if he can break his chains. So they've got all these like dump trucks full of like gravel for weight pulling on him while he's like chained up behind him and eventually the dump trucks like break the chains behind him and he falls down and everyone's like ah ha ha yeah everybody's it loving worked. it they all applaud it's got a stadium full of people and then they leave and like this is when Tanya like realizes not Tanya how much um, you paying for this show oh god I hope it's <laughs> I don't even understand like how like everybody who like finds a giant ape thinks like we're just gonna put him up in chains and people will come and look at him it's like no, the, you'd want a giant habitat. It'd yeah. be like you want like a zoo thing. Like how, it's kind of like because they're all everyone in the audience is like pointing at him too and throwing oranges at him. So we get to so t- uh, Samantha has arrived. I keep wanting to call her Tanya because I think that was like a name of like some jungle based female program. So um, no, that's Sheena. I'm thinking of. So Samantha what, Tanya Roberts. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm getting confused about. So Samantha gets there and she's like seeing like, oh no, they're like for fun. Basically, like the guards are like stabbing him with like bamboo poles. Her, her character name is Awe listed listed as Awe in a lot of the uh, things. Yeah. I guess maybe that was just a 
yeah name for the movie or whatever or it was the uh the original cantonese name that she was given in the movie Probably because we we did watch the English dub, which you know what I like English dubs sometimes. It's I, fun. I kind of think if I watched the original Hong Kong dub of the or the Hong Kong language subtitle, this it would not be as good. It does add an element of camp. So um, she sees this and she like gets them to stop, and and this is when Fun Boy shows up again, and he kind of pushes her to the ground a little. He's bit. wearing his three piece white suit now. And he's like, <laughs> come with me, and so he like drags her away. And Mighty Peking Man, Peking Man sees this, and he is not happy at all. Yeah, and then he brings her to the his room, which is conveniently still within eyesight of uh, Peking oh, Man. Oh, yeah, and basically this is when He Fun tries Boy, to force booze down her mouth. Yeah, he's like, come on, it's just like in the jungle. <laughs> and then he just pours it over her. I don't yeah, know what that's supposed to do. Yeah, and then he drags her into the bedroom and gets on top of her, and we're just like, oh my god. I think he knocks her out a little, yeah, too. Yeah, sla- well, she opens up the drapes, and he slaps her a few times, and Mighty Peking Man sees this, and he's like, all right, it's time to break these chains, get out of this cage, and go to town. And boy, does he. Yeah, he, uh, he, well, I don't know, you can go ahead and describe it. He, he, uh, he breaks his chains, he smashes through the, uh, window. And he, and he grabs Fun Boy, and we're all just like, yeah, and he, like, drops him. We're like, yeah, let us see him fall. And he kind of falls, and he's all right, and we're like, oh. And then he steps on him, and it's great. Yeah, we all cheered. Yeah. So from here on, we get a... Well, Samantha's upset because, as you pointed out... Uh, she realizes that... Yeah, this will only bring death to yeah. Mighty Peking Man. Yeah, she understands now that. Now he has to be killed. Yep. And so this now leads off to basically... a mo- Like, not a montage, but like scene after scene of Mighty Peking Man just wrecking Hong Kong. Wrecking it. He's going... It's a lot like... It looks a lot like the little uh, Godzilla stage sets yeah. where he's going through construction sites. He's kicking over... Uh, uh, cranes and things like that. He's smashing buildings. He's smashing. Um, he's also smashing like um, streets and stuff. He's not happy. No, not at all. And so, actually, we we screwed up because he kills Fun Boy later on. Because there's that whole chase scene where they're in the car. Oh Remember? yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun Boy anyways, and the girl. They they. That's yeah. right. They get away. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, they, Fun Boy runs away and he drags her, her with him. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 he forces her into his little yellow car and they drive away. And then however however it happens, he gets to another building mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, destroys Fun Boy. Yeah. And so now, so like, we flip to the end. So now the uh, the British, uh, because the British was still in control of Hong Kong at this time. Yeah, so they got a British general with some interesting camouflage outfits. Yes. I just thought it was and a, more interesting sideburns, I gotta yes. say. The sideburns were weird. Um, and so they, so the, the army gets Mighty Peking Man cornered. Very much like, come on, old boy, we got to get rid of this uh, giant ape. Uh." Yeah. That was more Australian, but yeah. (laughs) Um, uh, but so they, they corner him and they force him basically up a building and they're like, aha, we've got him on top of a building. We're going to fill the water tanks and the roof with gasoline and we'll blow the building and who cares? Yeah, they managed to do this yeah. pretty easily, too. Pretty I, don't, it, I gotta say... Not sure how that worked. Here's the one thing, though. If we had this efficiency in uh, government to just be able to get that stuff done in like a matter of minutes, we'd be doing a whole lot better as a society. Do you think if a giant ape attacked Toronto, it would take a little while? It would, uh... Uh, yeah, I think for a while there'd be like there'd be people denying that there is no giant ape, and come on, it's just a left wing conspiracy. Hopefully, he would squish Doug Ford. Oh, that'd be so that'd be good. The first thing that I hope he would do. Yeah, just the entire Conservative Party. Yeah, event. just get yeah. rid of the, just get rid of that. Just the yeah, entire. Just go to Ottawa and just start flicking away Pierre Polyev <laughs> and all the Conservative politicians. Just like 
Gil. So where were we? Oh yeah, so he's on top. He, they they basically get him on top of the building, and this is when Johnny Johnny reunites with Samantha. Well, Johnny's been telling him we need to find Samantha because he will listen to what she says, and then he convinces the British general like, hey, they put out an APB for her yeah. description. Yeah, and so they reunite, they get there, and he basically tells the British general, like, listen, just let us get up there and talk to him. We can it, talk him down. And they're it like, is, wait, there is a part where uh, as soon as they put out the APB, people are like, oh, so that's the woman. Like, yeah. they have not they been start, paying attention to this naked they start woman. chasing her through the streets, yeah. And then she finally climbs up a lamppost. She shimmies up a lamppost. And we've jumps seen off her, it, yeah, yeah, we've seen her climbing skills before, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're up on top of the building. And or not, they're up on top of the building, but they get to the building, and Johnny and Samantha convince the British general, like, "Hey, let us get up there and just talk to him, and we'll calm him down." They're like, "All right, you've got my word. We won't <laughs> fire like, on him. You better promise that you're not going to fire on him." And the British general is like, like yeah, I, "Yeah, yeah, I promise. I yeah, promise. The, no problem." The the most blatant, I've got my fingers crossed behind yeah, my like, back. Do never trust the British. Yeah. So they they run up to the top, and the British general does say, "Like, cease fire. Do not fire on him yet." And so they get to the top of the roof and they calm him down. And as soon as he's calm. And that's when the British is like, okay, he's calm. This is our perfect. Let's kill him once and for all. <laughs> it makes no sense. And go set up the bomb. So like, and of course, like. Why uh, would having him calm make him easier to kill? I don't understand. So they <laughs> yeah. just like unleash a hail of gunfire from all the attack helicopters. He, and he's really getting shot. Like he gets shot in the head one Samantha time. Samantha gets shot a couple yeah. times. It's very. Yeah, he picks up Samantha to try to protect her, but um, she, she wants to get shot in the leg and the shoulder. And, and Johnny then gets shot in the leg. Yeah, because Johnny's like, we gotta get out of here. And then he... he oh, yeah, because he's uh, Johnny's down below, yeah. and then he sees them planting the bombs, and he's trying to take off the bombs. Yeah. They knock him out. And they explain, like, all these water tanks are full of gasoline, and he, like, tries to fight them, but they, like, knock him unconscious. And he wakes up, and there's only, like, like a minute left. And so he goes up, st- up to the roof to try and save Samantha. It's like, we gotta get out of here. It's gonna blow. And She, she re- won't leave. She won't leave. She won't leave. And she actually, like, locks the door to the roof, and so Johnny can't get up. And then there's the big explosion. Mighty P. Kingman catches on fire. Well, he picks up Samantha, so she's... She's sort of saved. Sort of saved from the explosion. Yeah. And then after the, the roof caves in, she falls down into the, the spot he, where... He lets her down. He lets he puts yeah. her down. He's on fire. He falls off of the roof and then, like, lands on another building, just destroys the post office in Hong Kong. We, we forgot to point out that he did... Uh, when when uh, Johnny was getting beat up, he grabbed a few of the soldiers. Oh, yeah. And then and he just, flings them he, off the roof, and then one of them, like, lands on his feet. He, well, this I, is, like, a 20-story a building. Yeah, I think it's more like they... There was... Yeah, no. It, it's... They it's just, they should have He would have been a, a splatter, yeah, it's yeah, true. But it is funny. Should have just thrown a dummy. Yeah, but that was it was great. Yeah, he picked up, like, when Johnny was, like, fighting off the guys, like, Mighty Peking Man reaches down, picks up a bunch of the army bros, chucks them off the building. And so now Mighty Peking Man is, like, on fire, and he falls off the building and smashes into the post office. Although <laughs> He destroys the post office. Although we never see a body, so that means he might have be like i'm guessing that he could have been able to come back for a mighty sequel. peaking man too yes electric boogaloo um <laughs> He's and so johnny now like wakes up and finds samantha and basically picks her up don't know if she's dead or alive yeah. to be honest with you but he and, picks her up in his arms and he walks over to like where the hole where the wall used to be and sees the sunrise the end and we're just that's like whoa that's a heavy ending dark and that was the Mighty Peking Man. So, Phil, what are your final thoughts on the Mighty Peking Man? Yeah, this was a pretty wild movie, as uh, as you could uh, guess from our plot summary. Yeah, but no, I had a good time, and even with the the unexpected bummer ending, uh, you kind of expect Mighty Peking Man to go full revenge mode, and that doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh man, if Mighty Peking, it should have been Mighty Peking Two with a vengeance. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Is that it, Phil? Basically, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kit. What are your final thoughts on Mighty Peking Man? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to add. It was it was just a it was a fun watch. It's basically a, a King Kong ripoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, even that whole thing where it's like the British are pretty terrible and you cannot trust them. Eh, a little political edge to it. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, you know, we're, it's the it's the same old story. But it's like. These, these human businessmen are not to be trusted and they're just going to do the same old thing and destroy nature. And It's got that kind of fun stuff. And, and the whole bit in the jungle was f- fun. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Just carrying the leopard on her shoulders yeah. and twirling around. Yeah. So my- <laughs> look on the leopard's face being like, oh. Let me out of here, please. Speaking of faces, I, it should be pointed out. So mostly we see uh, the mighty peaking man standing full. It's obviously a guy in a gorilla suit, sort of. Mm-hmm. Not quite a gorilla suit, but that's what it looks like. And you can, when you see, you can almost see the eye holes. Yeah. But there are special times when they clearly have a mechanical yeah, head an rigged head, up. Yeah. Uh, for big reaction shots, like when he sees Samantha imperiled and he's like, whoa. Yeah, uh, very, very expressive. Very, get, yeah. Getting the eye, mm-hmm. eyebrows going. The upper lip has a yeah. special movement. It's, it's kind of neat. So the other thing, um, the suit for the Mighty Peking Man was actually made using real human hair. That was one of the things I looked up. Interesting. Gross is how I like to put it. Gross. It's not. Is it that gross? Kind of. It's not like butt hair. <laughs> it's no, we, cubes. We don't. We don't. We don't know what human hair was used. Um, as for my final thoughts, this is, movie is a blast. I was so shocked that it's so wild and so fun. I thought it was just going to be another standard giant monster movie, but like there's a lot of weird touches, which I wish movies would go for weirdness more often. Just like the relationship between Samantha and Johnny is just strange and bizarre, and the whole thing of like. When again, the the best of like Johnny bursting on his on his fiance and his brother being and, he, and his brother just being like, you don't understand. It started as a joke. It's like, <laughs> what joke could have ended up with this? It's it's a game. It's not real. Ha <laughs> ha. I was telling the knock knock joke, and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm on top of her. Who knows? Uh, so yeah, I highly recommend the Mighty Peking Man. I don't know where if it's available anymore because we have I have the old Rolling Thunder. Uh, DVD, but I don't think it's. It I haven't feels seen like it something streaming. that could be on Tubi, but maybe not. I haven't seen it streaming anywhere, so hopefully it's somewhere available to watch. And I highly recommend you watch it. And they should resurrect it. We should see yeah. King Kong versus Mighty Peking Man, or we should, we should get, get or them all. Godzilla. I would like to see a sequel where like Godzilla shows up to save the Mighty Peking Man. Like and Godzilla then, goes to China, and then yeah. his, his big enemy is the Mighty Peking Man. No, no, he saves the Mighty Peking Man, and together they fight ah. the, the Maoists, yeah. <laughs> the Maoists. <laughs> Puts an end to that. Um, yeah, so this was a very fun, very weird episode of Death by Video. Uh, we'll be back soon with, I'm not sure what, because we, we recorded. No, we're going we're gonna to get that blood feast, too. We're going to do it. Come hell or high water. <laughs> it might not be our next episode. We might just go ahead we and do our... We just have to stick to the original blood trilogy. Yeah, this is so bizarre. Anyways, for Death by Video. I've been Phil. I've been kidding. And I'm still Graham saying thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us. Keep watching amazing movies. Good night.
you're looking for more horror outside of the mainstream, look no further than Unsung Horrors, a podcast about underseen horror movies. I'm Lance. And I'm Erica. Every other week, we'll cover a horror movie with fewer than 1,000 views on Letterboxd. We'll even give you double feature recommendations to pair with the movies we discuss. From gothic to shot on video, from slashers to comedies, from giallo to j-horror, we'll cover all the subgenres. So join us as we unearth these hidden gems of horror. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at Unsung Horrors, available wherever you listen to podcasts. 